The storm has arrived. <laughs> Never mind. Net zero. <laughs> and America apparently is quite cold on digital currency, which is really good news. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. <sighs> Happy Tuesday, kind of a sort of day. Yeah, one of those. We got all that more coming up. And uh, yeah, hey, by the way, before we get started, uh, last night there was all kinds of trouble. Uh, we were, uh, Rumble was uh, under a severe uh, DDoS attack. And uh, yeah, it was a mess. So we were, we did have a show. The show was up there in our uh, library. So you can check it out from last night. And we are live tonight. So um, no worries. But um, yeah. And the other little note is that if you are in Miami uh, for President Trump and show of support, please, please be peaceful. Do not be violent. Keep your head on a swivel. And I can guarantee you there will be feds in the crowds. There will be agent provocateurs or whatever you call them. Uh, they will be there for sure, trying to start things. And you need to resist that. Exercise your right to protest by all means. Do it peacefully. Do it peacefully. They are doing everything they can to get us. And they will not stop. And so we just have to not play their game. All right, let's move on to something happier, huh? We always start our show off with an update on this little lady. It's Miko, our Shiba Inu. And Miko, oh my, did we have a day. This is Miko's first naked pictures. Yeah. This is, now, if you're listening on the podcast and you want to see naked pictures of Miko, you'll have to go to our Rumble show where we're live, or the recording. Um, <laughs> yeah, I told you about this, what happened. Uh, she had some sort of hip or knee problem with her right back leg. Didn't know what it was. We finally managed to get her to the vet who had an x-ray machine today. He examined her pretty thoroughly. The good news is her hips look pretty okay. Uh, one is uh, may need to be looked at as she gets older, but not right now. Everything seems fine. Uh, what isn't fine is that her knee, apparently, on the right-hand side, what, what is kind of like a dog's knee, um, it's, it's a thing called medical patella luxation. And the doctor actually had a, a little model of the knee where this patella sits in this trough on the bone, and sometimes it slips out like that, if you can see on the camera there. It slips out, and that causes a great deal of pain. And then often it will slip back in, everything is fine, which seems to be uh, what's gone on, because she looks 99% recovered, she's doing great, she's running around, she's fighting with uh, with us and uh, doing all right but uh, there's an exploit on my facebook i put posted this x-ray picture of her uh, that she just had taken today and uh, a little explanation as to what this is it's basically like your kneecap in a human kind of slips out of place and then if you're lucky it slips back in and everything's okay he did give her some joint medication that's supposed to uh, just kind of uh, make her a little bit stronger in the joint knee department. So hopefully we'll see what happens. But uh, she, otherwise, she's doing great. She's fully recovered and uh, rip-roaring and 
ready to go. Miko update, little long one tonight. It's Yeah, we don't need the intro again. It's brought to you by BarkBox.com. That's a monthly subscription service for your dog. Hey, who doesn't deserve all the best? Your dog, of course. And you can do exactly that. Make them happy once every month. You'll get delivered right to your door. A box full of all kinds of goodies. Every month is a new theme. And uh, you get two toys, two bags of treats, and a dog chew every month. And if you use our link, BarkBox.com slash Miko, you will get a free month when you sign up for a multi-month subscription. You can sign up for just a one month and that's it. You're done. But you'll be back. And uh, when you sign up for a multi-month, use our link, BarkBox.com slash Miko. In the show notes, if you expand that down underneath this, you'll see another extra link because for a very limited time, they have these cool, fun water toys from Fun Boy and BarkBox. You'll get a special pick one of four toys, not only for you, but for your dog. There's a pool floaty and some fountains, one shaped like a fire hydrant, which is really cool. And check it out. It's in our show notes tonight. You use that link to get your special uh, Fun Boy BarkBox water toy. All right. Thanks much to BarkBox for helping to sponsor the show and bringing you the Miko update. All right. Right off the top, we've got two tweets. And they are from General Flynn. And I am such a fan of General Flynn. Um, it's, yeah, it's frightening uh, what that man went through. It's shameful, actually, is what it is. But General Flynn posted this on Twitter, and he said, Yes, the storm has arrived. Now it's between competing clouds of those who are woke in the USG, the media, and the corporate world, all losing, by the way, and those who think they're taking Donald Trump down through this fake, false, bullshit indictment. He didn't say bullshit, I did. And additional persecution, the White House, uh, that are making him even more appealing. The rhino establishment wants us all to move past Donald Trump, get on with their rather lame attempts to govern the nation that hasn't worked for over half a century. The Uniparty has yielded to the takeover of the communist left globalists. We, the people, General Flynn writes, need to rise to the occasion and start to participate in every action and election going on in our communities. Well said, General Flynn. Grassley revealed today, it's been all over the news, the foreign national who bribed Joe and Hunter Biden has allegedly 17 audio recordings of his conversation with Hunter and with the current president of the United States, installed President Joe Biden. Two with Joe and 15 with Hunter. Wow. He says they were kept by the foreign national as an insurance policy. We better get to hear them. So, yeah, this uh, a video of Grassley is up on the net. The link to General Flynn's tweet is in our show notes if you want to read the whole thing and also check out the video. And uh, it's, it's frightening stuff. Like I said, today is the day The uh, uh, down there in Miami. And... Um, be peaceful, please. 
be peaceful and be careful because they are doing their very best to try and box us in, get us to be violent. Second link in our show notes is, surprise, surprise, another tweet from General Flynn because he's amazing and you need to know this. He says, and man, is he right? Listen very carefully. In fact, sometimes you have to almost listen twice. It's a short video, but this is what we're up against. It's for real. They just simply are no longer hiding it. They're just showing their ass. The headquarters is the WEF, World Economic Forum. A lot of these elitists, and they believe they know better than us as to how we should lead our lives. Read the headlines. It's out there all over the place. This is a warning for all Americans who think Trump is the problem. Trump is not the problem. He just quite simply got in the way. Take a listen to this. My main topic for our conversation today. For this reason, this oligarchic, the world oligarchic system, they have the power on Europe because they control all the people like Bundeskanzler or president or prime minister or whatever there are. So, so for this reason, sorry to interrupt you, the, the situation with Donald, Donald Trump was a big shock. They didn't expect that to happen. That was an yeah. accident, I suppose. Absolutely an accident. From Not the, part of their game plan. It was the first time of the oligarchy system was what happened an accident. Mm -hmm. Because normally it have to be Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Not Donald Trump. Yeah. And the process which we are dealing now uh, with this pandemic and all these uh, liars was supposed to be in 2016. They in were pushed into, into exactly, early Exactly, in start. a sense to be in 2020 to be a, a disaster regarding food and water. Ah, and I see. Which normally they want to arrive in 2025 now. I see. So the plan was a little bit changing for this reason. Uh, of course, they, don't, they will not succeed, this is clear. I mean, the, the system is almost down. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, but uh, of course, there are the last moments and we have to be, to have the courage now, all of us, to say no, in a sense that UN could be a fantastic, can, can have the fantastic role, but is not because it's totally under control of the oligarchs. Mm -hmm. The problem is that this oligarch, all of them are related with the, um, system of the pedophilia one, because we know that there are more than 8 million children per year, which they disappear. 8 million does mean the entire population of Austria. 8 million people. <clears throat> more than the entire population of Austria. That, by the way, is a former UN and uh, Club of Rome member. Wow. Wow. He would know. He is the guy. That is frightening. I know that was a little long of a cut. We don't usually play videos that long if we can help it, but uh, wow. That's some frightening stuff.
All right. Let's uh, take uh, just a moment here, if you'd be patient with me, and uh, give some uh, kudos to one of our sponsors, and that would be Blackout Coffee. You know, you get up in the morning, you if you grind your own coffee, you grind up that coffee, you put it in the pot, you start the hot water going through, and that smell just wakes you up. Well, if you want a wake-you-up coffee like no other, you have got to try Blackout Coffee. America's coffee for Americans. This company supports our American values, supports honesty, family, and uh, yeah, look, even Dan Bongino has his own roast there. Uh, at work on duty, Operation Blackout, they send coffee to the troops. They help to support our troops. And uh, not only that, but they put together the most amazing cup of coffee you will ever try. I promise you will love this coffee. Uh, the best beans roasted and picked at just the right time. It is roasted, by the way, as soon as you place your order and shipped out immediately. So you will likely get your fresh bag of fresh roasted coffee within 24 to 48 hours. It has been roasted and then it's at your door. That's about as fresh roasted as you can get. And uh, you got to check them out, not only for the fact that they make an amazing cup of great coffee with a bunch of different blends, check it out on the website, but also because this company supports you and I, our conservative American values like no other. We've got to support the companies that support us. And Blackout Coffee is one of them. Please do check them out. The link to get our special deal is in our show notes. And when you check out, we got you a promo code. Use the promo code JS20, J-A-Y-S-20, JS20 at checkout, and you'll get 20% off your first order at Blackout Coffee. All right. Oh, yeah. Let's see what else. Oh, we got so much stuff going on tonight. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a head shaker day for sure. And a lot of tweets, because, you know, these tweets, I get a lot of my stuff uh, through tweets. All right, I'm going to put half a face that I promised I would not put on this show anymore. But that's simply because this text is so important. And this idiot, this man, is sadly posted in the tweet. So this will be one of the very few last times you ever see this guy. But check this out. Listen to this. In California, a bill is being, yeah, it's California again. A bill is being forwarded that will define a man not being able to have a baby as infertility. Yeah, I read that right. Let me say that again. A man who can't have a baby let me just check. A man who can't have a baby. Yeah. That will be known as infertility. Now here's the down, here's, there's, there's no upside. Here's the squirrely part. Having it officially recognized as infertility will require health insurance providers to cover his surrogacy. He has a surrogate mother because he's infertile. California, okay. Once again, 
insurance providers going to wind up raising rates on working class people to cover these asinine costs. We are basically one step away from California using taxpayer money to purchase tampons for trans women. A man who can't get pregnant will be considered infertile and qualify for insurance to pay for his surrogate mother. Yeah. California. You know, that's really, honestly, that's all you have to say. When it comes to these kind of stories, it's a big-ass explanation about what's going on. You just have to say one word. California. Man, are you still living in California? Why? What is wrong with you? Anyway, (laughs) net zero... Never mind. People are getting fed up, and thank goodness for that. Accordingly, it cannot be overemphasized that eliminating fossil fuels and implementing net zero policies and actions means the elimination of fossil fuel-driven nitrogen fertilizers and pesticides will result in about half the world's population not having enough food to eat. You good with that? Sri Lanka recently demonstrated that it is not merely theory. By foreshadowing the human tragedy that the elimination of fertilizers and pesticides dependent on fossil fuels will cause Sri Lankan President Rajapaksa, April 2021, banned the importation or use of synthetic fertilizers, and pesticides, and he ordered the country's two million farmers to go organic. The result? Rice production dropped by more than 50%. Rice, the absolute staple of diets, even here. Domestic rice prices increased more than 80%. Hungry and angry Sri Lankans stormed the president's office, and he fled the country. This all happened in 2021, a couple years ago. Stupid policymakers eventually reap their own stupidity. Unbelievable. People are getting fed up. They're not putting it up with anymore, and neither should you. When you see this, and it is coming. It is absolutely coming to the U.S. Do not be, do not have your head buried in the sand. You think it's not going to happen? You're wrong. Sadly, you couldn't be more wrong. All right. Hey, uh, (laughs) this is not a commercial break, but I have to do a thank you. I have one favorite food. Okay, two. Uh, pecan pie is my absolute favorite. You cannot get pecan pie here. I found it once. It was eh, so-so, but it wasn't real good pecan pie. But my second favorite food of all time is Fig Newton cookies. I know you'd think it would be a steak or something good for you. Yeah, screw that. Fig Newton cookies are my absolute downfall. I would do anything for Fig Newton. So anyway, bottom line, cut to the chase. I, I work as a film and television director and online content in my other life besides doing this. And uh, I had a, 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 
a TV online TV commercial that I was directing for uh, Direct D, a company here. And uh, there was a series of commercials. And we had a production manager whose name is Sandy. And we love you to death, Sandy. And she asked me, what do you want on your set for snacks? So being a smart ass, knowing she couldn't find them, I said, I have to have Fig Newtons. You know, like some of these big superstars say, oh, I want M&Ms, but take out all the red ones. You know, that kind of bull crap. Well, I was just being a smart butt. But uh, so I said, I want Fig Newtons. She tried. She couldn't find him. I knew she wouldn't find him. Now, this was about two or three months ago when we shot this commercials. Today, she called me up and said, I got a present for you. Take a look at that. Look at that, my friends. That is a pack of Fig Newtons. Yes, we love you, Sandy. Oh, man. I'm sorry. Just a point of personal privilege here. I'm sorry to break up the show here, but I had to thank Sandy. Not only did she get me one, she got me five packs. Four regular Fig Newtons and one strawberry flavored. I am in heaven. I've been eating nothing but Fig Newtons ever since this afternoon. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, you want to do me a favor? Send me some Fig Newtons. I'll love you forever. Okay, here's one for you. Welcome to the digital age. You know how much we love the central bank digital currency, all this digital ID crap, digital passports. Well, guess what? It doesn't always exactly work out the way you'd hoped. We talked about this. And we're going to talk about it again. And I'm going to keep on talking about it until somebody says, enough. No more. Check this out. It's from sea.ign.com. Links in our show notes. Amazon locks a man out of his smart home after a baseless racism accusation. Apparently, this guy's home was completely smart. He had the ring doorbell, his door locks, his lights, his television, his everything. His entire home was a smart home. Smart home technology comes with some risks, my friend. There you go. There's one of those control panels that does that. In a world where technology has seamlessly intertwined in our daily lives, a man recently encountered an occurrence that showcased why relying on this tech can be inadvertently complicated. This caused a smart homeowner to get locked out of his house for a week because of a misunderstanding with an Amazon delivery driver. A package delivered to Brandon Jackson's home by an Amazon driver. Everything seemed like it was going fine until Jackson wasn't able to access his Amazon Echo devices the next day, indicating his account had been locked. Well, he sh uh, Jackson shared a post on Medium. He initially thought someone might have attempted to log into his account, which triggered the safety lockout. Um, he tried to address the problem, contacted Amazon's customer service, and was asked asked an executive if he knew why his account was locked. When I answered, I was unsure. Their tone turned somewhat accusatory. I told the driver who had delivered my package reportedly received racist remarks from my ring doorbell. 
Jackson, who claims his house has multiple cameras recording everything that happens on his property, reviewed the footage, found no proof of any kind of racist remarks being uttered. And according to him, the driver was wearing headphones. Must have misheard the doorbell as the only sound it could make was the automated response, excuse me, can I help you? This is an automated thing the system is designed to say. It became evident no one was home. The driver uh, misinterpreted the situation, but he reported it back to Amazon that this doorbell was being racist. Amazon locked him out of his house, took complete control of his account, sent a warning email, and following this whole ordeal, Jackson said he is seriously considering discontinuing his Amazon Echo devices. Well, I can't say as I would disagree with you. They were able to lock this guy out of his house because of a delivery driver who thought he heard something racist through the doorbell camera. Keep putting that tech in your homes, says the guy with an echo and an echo show in his house. <laughs> and, you know, I control those very, very tightly. Are you American? Yes. Do you want a central bank digital currency? Oh, hell no. A new poll has some rather interesting finds. A poll from the Cato Institute indicates that while about half of Americans don't have an opinion regarding whether the Federal Reserve should begin offering a government-issued digital currency, half don't have an opinion? Have you been watching the news? Among those that do have an opinion, the other half, over twice as many, 34%, oppose the prospect of a digital currency. 16, only 16% support it. The result of the poll conducted February 27th through March 8th, so just recently, a month ago or so, uh, in collaboration with YouGov, very promising for Americans like you and me who can't stand the idea and are very much opposed to a central bank digital currency. And uh, they have been preparing it. They've been testing it in markets. It is coming here and in possibly whether you like it or not, which is why, by the way, in our show notes, at the bottom of all the links of stuff we're talking about in today's show, it says, contact your representative. Let them know how you feel. That will get you to a website which will let you put in your info and it'll tell you exactly who represents you and how to get a hold of them. Do it. Overwhelming majorities opposed the adoption of a, CD, a CBDC if it meant the government could control what you spend your money on. 74%. Good. The government could monitor their spending. 68%. And the digital currency would abolish all U.S. cash. 68% oppose. That it would attract cyber attacks, 65%. The government could charge a tax on those who don't spend money during recessions, 64%. 
and Americans were marginally opposed, only 52%, if a, a digital currency could cause some people to stop using private banks, resulting in some banks going out of business. Wow. Hmm. The candidates, now in second place in the Republican and Democratic presidential nominees, Ron DeSantis and Robert F. Kennedy Jr., appear to be in the anti-digital currency camp. Now, that's good news. All right, so there's more information in here, but according to this uh, survey, this, wow, very surprising results and very encouraging results, actually. I'll tell you that the most upsetting part of any one of these data points here is the fact that half the people they asked said, no, 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 I don't care. What? Digital what? Oh, come on, people. Seriously? You're not following that? Do you, do you have any idea how much this would affect your life, control your life? You go to, you go to pay for something and you find out your money's just gone or you've been locked out just like Amazon locked the guy out of his house. Think it can't happen? Think again. One word, folks. Canada. Okay, three words. Canada truckers protest. Look that one up. You think it can't happen. Good luck with that. All right. Let's tell you about the best online VPN. And that is NordVPN. You want yourself spied on when you're online. You want somebody knowing everything that you're doing. Online privacy, security, more important than ever. That's why NordVPN is the perfect solution for protecting your internet activity. You can browse the web securely, privately. You don't have to worry about hackers or snoopers or even your own internet service provider. You know, they're watching what you're doing too. They're logging all that crap. They're tracking your online behavior. They have military-grade encryption service at NordVPN, and that absolutely ensures that your data stays safe and stays confidential. Not only does it protect your privacy, but it opens up an entire world of online content. 5,000 servers in 59 countries. You can access your favorite websites, streaming services from anywhere in the world. And... NordVPN could not be simpler to use. You just push one button, activate it, and you're protected. That's it. And you can protect your friends and family, too, because with a single uh, NordVPN account, you can connect up to six devices with one account. That is quite a deal. Quite a deal also is important that you check out the link in our show notes. It's down below here in our show notes. You'll see NordVPN. You click that link and that will get you to a very special deal, 63% off. Wow! And three extra months free. Can't be beat. No reason not to get yourself protected with NordVPN. Thank you, NordVPN, for helping to sponsor the show. Really do appreciate that. All right. The uh, Pride Month continues, as you know. They've just completely taken Pride and uh, and destroyed it, which is sad. Uh, a lot of people fought too long and too hard and gave up a lot to get equal rights to marriage and employment, things like that. You know, the reasonable stuff that people would want. And then, of course, the other initials after LGB 
XQTI plus two spirit, whatever bullcrap, have just completely destroyed all the hard work those people did for decades. Well, get this one. <laughs> oh, man. Your freedom of speech ain't so free. A pro-LGBTQ mayor says freedom of speech, listen to this, doesn't apply to a man arrested after trying to quote the Bible at a pride rally. There he is. The mayor of Reading, Pennsylvania, said freedom of speech doesn't apply in the case of a man arrested by the city earlier this month after trying to quote the Bible to pride rally attendees. Now, whether you're Christian or Muslim or Jewish or whatever your belief is, I don't care. You do you, I do me. But you have a right. It is part of your free speech right. First and foremost, I consider my... This is from the mayor. Idiot. I consider myself lucky to have been able to participate in the Reading Pride March and Rally. It truly was a wonderful event, and I look forward to continuing to celebrate the LGBTQ plus community through the month of June. With regard to the incident... The city respects the First Amendment rights of all individuals. <laughs> However, freedom of speech does not include the right to disrupt an organized event and interfere with the rights of others. This is public property, said Mr. Atkins, who had been arrested, identified by the Lancaster Patriot as Sergeant Bradley McClure. This is the police officer who arrested him. Uh, agreed it is public property, but also insisted that Atkins let them have their event and respect it. Well, he was not trying to stop them from having the their event. And no, he does absolutely not have to respect it if it goes against his beliefs or his principles. He began speaking, hollering you at the people across the street, and then uttering the words, God is not, before the officer interrupted him and said, that's it, you're done, and arrested him. Wow, there he is being put in steel bracelets. Moments later, when a handcuffed Atkins continued to try and speak to the Pride rally attendees, the officer turned him around and walked him up against a building's outer wall. Very nice. On a public sidewalk, using his absolute First Amendment right to free speech, does not have to respect pride rally goers if it's against his principles or his beliefs or his religion, and was doing nothing to stop the rally from taking place. Yet, gets arrested. Stay away, apparently, from Reading, Pennsylvania. Is it Reading or Reading? I think it's Reading. Like the Reading Railroad in, uh, in Monopoly, <laughs> I think. Oh, man, I'm telling you. Wow. I could have almost believed if that was California, but strangely enough, it ain't. It's Pennsylvania, where, you know, their elections are so well, well run. Okay, 
I got one more for you. Then we're going to get on with our book, 1984. And this is amazing. You know the Titanic. Of course you know the Titanic. The biggest ship ever at its uh, of its age. It was absolutely the incredible Titanic was the biggest ship ever built when it was constructed. Uh, an impressive feat for its time. It was the largest ship in the world. Uh, took on 3,353 passengers, 900 crew members, renowned for its size, 882 feet, 1,187 feet, making it about 35% longer. Wow. Anyway, the Titanic was an impressive boat for its time. What do you think it would be compared to today's cruise ships? How do you think the Titanic would stack up? Cruise ships a little bit bigger? Take a look at this. (laughs) Wow! That is the Titanic. And behind it, obviously this photo's been comped. That is a modern-day cruise ship. Wow. I, you know what? I used to live for about five years in Key West in Florida. And I've seen cruise ships that pull up to dock. They bring all the tourists. I don't remember it being that. It was big. But I don't remember it being that big. Look at that. I, I, I never would have imagined that is the Titanic, and that, to scale, is a modern cruise ship. Wow! I've never actually been on a cruise ship. I would like to do that someday. I think that would be fun. Hopefully it's not called the Titanic, but you know. <laughs> okay, hang on. Blackout Coffee Break. Hey, don't forget, folks, go support Blackout Coffee. Help support the show. Use the links in our show notes. You get some great deals. Mm. And this coffee is amazing. <clears throat> okay, it's time for our book. We uh, wind up every show by reading a piece of a chapter as we get all the way through beginning to end. We've done in the past all children classic literature, Peter Pan, The Jungle Book, and Wizard of Oz, all kinds of great, uh, great classic children's uh, novels. But a viewer, we love him to death. Was it Mike Bone, I think? Uh, Anyway, he suggested that we read 1984 because basically we're living in it and absolutely fantastic idea. We took him up on it. So here we go. We were in, I think, chapter 11 and things got kind of heaty. Uh, We'll continue on now with George Orwell's amazing 19 and prophetic 1984. She wasn't interested in the finished product. She didn't much care for reading, she said. Bad books are just a commodity that had to be produced, like jam or bootlaces. She had no memories of anything before the early 60s, and the only person she'd ever known who talked frequently of the days before the revolution was a grandfather who disappeared when she was eight. At school, she'd been captain of the hockey team, won the gymnastics trophy two years running, She'd been a troop leader in the spies, a branch secretary in the youth league before joining the junior anti-sex league. 
She always was always born an excellent character. She even had an infallible mark of good reputation, been picked out to work in Pornosy, the subsection of the fiction department, which turned out cheap pornography for distribution among the proles. It was nicknamed Muck House by the people who worked in it, she remarked. There she remained for a year, helping to produce booklets in sealed packets with titles like Spanking Stories or One Night in a Girl's School to be bought furtively by proletarian youths who were under the impression that they were buying something illegal. What are these books like? said Winston curiously. Ah, ghastly rubbish. They're boring, really. We have only six plots, but they swap them around a bit. Of course, I was only on the kaleidoscopes. I was never in the rewrite squad. I, I'm not literary, dear. Not even enough for that. He learned with astonishment that all the workers in Pornosi, except the heads of the departments, were girls. The theory was that men, whose sex instincts were less controllable than those of women, were in greater danger of being corrupted by the filth they handled. They don't even like having married women there, she added. Girls are always supposed to be so pure. Here's one who isn't, anyway. She had her first love affair when she was 16, with a party member of 60, who later committed suicide to avoid arrest. And a good job, too, said Julia. Otherwise, they'd have had my name out of him when he confessed. Since there, then, there'd been various others. Life, as she saw it, was quite simple. You wanted a good time. They, meaning the party, wanted you to stop having it. You broke the rules as best you could. She seemed to think it just as natural that they should want to rob you of your pleasures as that you should want to avoid being caught. She hated the party and said so in the crudest words, but she made no general criticism of it, except where it touched upon her own life. She had no interest in party doctrine. He noticed that she never used newspeak words, except the ones that had passed into everyday use. She had never heard of the Brotherhood, refused to believe in its existence. Any kind of organized revolt against the party, which was bound to be a failure, struck her as stupid. The clever thing was to break the rules and stay alive all the same. He wondered vaguely how many others like her there might be in the younger generation, people who'd grown up in the world of the revolution knowing nothing else except the party as something unalterable. Like the sky, not rebelling against its authority, but simply evading it as a rabbit dodges a dog. They didn't discuss the possibility of getting married. It was too remote to be worth thinking about. No imaginable committee would ever sanction such a marriage, even if Catherine Winston's wife could somehow have been gotten rid of. It was hopeless, even as a daydream. What was she like, your wife? said Julia. She was... Do you know the newspeak word good-thinkful? Meaning 
naturally orthodox, incapable of holding a bad thought? Uh, no, I didn't know that word, but I know the kind of person right enough. He began telling her the story of his married life, but curiously enough, she appeared to know the essential parts of it already. She described to him almost as though she'd seen or felt it, the stiffening of Catherine's body as soon as he touched her, the way in which she still seemed to be pushing him from her with all her strength, even when her arms were clasped tightly around him. With Julia, he felt no difficult in talking about such things. Catherine, in any case, had long ceased to be a painful memory and become merely a distasteful one. I could have stood it if it hadn't been for one thing, he said. He told her about the frigid little ceremony that Catherine had forced him to go through on the same night every week. She hated it, but nothing would make her stop doing it. She used to call it, yeah, but you'll never guess. Our duty to the party, said Julia promptly. How did you know that? I've been at school, too, dear. Sex talks once a month for the over-sixteens. And in the youth movement, they rub it in you for years. I dare say it works in a lot of cases. But, of course, you can never tell. People are such hypocrites. She began to enlarge upon the subject. With Julia, everything came back to her own sexuality. As soon as this was touched upon, in any way, she was capable of great acuteness. Unlike Winston, she grasped the inner meaning of the party's sexual puritanism. It wasn't merely that the sex instinct created a world of its own which was outside of the party's control, and which therefore had to be destroyed if possible. What was more important was that sexual private pri privation induced hysteria, which was desirable, because that could be transformed into war fever and leadership worship. The way she put it was, when you make love, you're using up energy, and afterwards you feel happy, and you don't give a damn for anything. They can't bear you to feel like that. They want you to be bursting with energy all the time. All this marching up and down and cheering and waving flags is simply sex gone sour. If you're happy inside yourself, why should you get excited about Big Brother and the three-year plans and the two minutes of hate and all the rest of their bloody rot? That was very true, he thought. That was a direct, intimate connection between chastity and political orthodoxy. For how could the fear, the hatred, the lunatic credulity which the party needed in its members be kept at the right pitch except by bottling down some powerful instinct and using it as a driving force? The sex impulse was dangerous to the party, and the party had turned it to account. They had played a similar trick with the instinct of parenthood, the family could not actually be abolished. And indeed, some people were encouraged to be fond of their children in almost the old-fashioned way. 
The children, on the other hand, were systematically turned against their parents and taught to spy on them and report their deviations. The family had become, in effect, an extension of the thought police. It was a device by means of which everyone could be surrounded night and day by informers who knew him intimately. Well, doesn't that just sound like exactly what's going on right now in this country? Oh, my God. Orwell, wow, this is such an amazing book. Ah, all right, we're going to continue this on tomorrow's show, and we'll keep going with uh, George Orwell's 1984. Hey, thank you so much. Be sure and check out our sponsors and all their special offers down below and under the show notes. And right there is a follow button. We're getting more follows. Thank you. It helps the show out. It really does. And it costs you nothing. It's absolutely free. Just click that button there. It says follow and you're good to go. All right. Thanks so much for joining us. And I will see you again tomorrow. Snort. <laughs>